There's nothing bad or wrong about feeling sad, angry, rageful, low self-esteem, insecure, not enough, whatever it might be. There's nothing bad or wrong about feeling grateful, joyful, high self-esteem, loving myself first and fully so I can love you and be loved by you. All emotions are just part of a spectrum of one emotion, and the one emotion is love. Namaste and welcome. I'm Vettina Blumenthal, and you're listening to the Soul Compass Podcast. I'm here to help you find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. Take this moment and focus on yourself, for your mental health, your ability to find ease in your everyday life, and your emotional well-being. It is so important that you nourish yourself not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Here at Soul Compass, you'll learn practical tips from experts who will leave you with a sharper focus and a renewed commitment to yourself. Sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk and plugging away, working away, I can start to feel really tense, and I mean really tense. And I'll pause for a moment and wonder why this anxiety is creeping in. And when I stop to assess my body, I realize that my shoulders are all the way scrunched up next to my ears. I'm slouching forward and I'm clenching my jaw. My mind has wandered off into some far off place down the rabbit hole and often to a place of worry and a place that I don't really like to go to. So I'll take a breath and this allows me to recenter myself and start to feel the tension drifting away. But this is a constant practice. To keep yourself engaged with your physical body, aligned in your mindset, and assessing where your focus needs to be. For my guest today, Dr. Darren Weissman, understanding and working with this link between the mindset and your physical body is his life's work. These anxieties and these triggers that present themselves often in the most inopportune times are what Darren works to understand with you, and the results he's able to achieve are astounding. Using his lifeline technique, Darren helps you tap into your mind on a subconscious level, dispel thoughts and feelings that don't serve you, and help your body and mind work in harmony. I had such a glorious time chatting with Darren and even went deep into a short lifeline practice with him. It was truly a -a one-of-a-kind experience that I can't wait to share with you. In this week's episode, we dive into Darren's flowchart, which serves as a roadmap between the mind and the subconscious mind. And he helps us understand the role of your subconscious and how to tap into that. We get into conversation about... The idea of not fixing yourself, but about exploring what really makes you tick. And if you've ever heard from Darren before, he's all about infinite love and gratitude. And he helps you understand how to find gratitude in every moment. And not just the good ones, but the ones that present as a little bit more difficult. It is my pleasure to welcome the lovely Darren Weissman. Darren, thank you so much for joining us on Soul Compass today. I'm so excited to chat with you. My honor and my pleasure. Thank you so much. So after meeting you in LA, and I kind of was a little late in watching the Heal documentary, but as I'm watching it, 
I saw your face and I took it as like a little universal wink that I really needed to reach out to you. I have this fascination with the mind-body connection and especially when there is like this energetic and soul infusion, which is what you do. And so after your experience at Summit LA, I left that workshop just feeling so alive. You took the energy of the room from one place to another place by the end. As I was doing my research and reading a little more about you, which I try not to do too much because it's a little more fun when you're a little more curious, but I couldn't help but notice that a lot of your earlier academic studies started in exploring the physical world and the physical human body. And it it felt, as I was reading it, a little more science-focused. And then you moved into exploring the brain. And then I, I read shamanism. <laughs> and I just love you more. When I talk to a lot of people in this wellness space, a lot of them have a story. They, a lot of them have a catalyst. And I'm assuming that there are a few catalysts for you that helped get you to where you are now. And I'm just really curious to know where this self-discovery journey started. You know, it's interesting because right now I'm in uh, my dad's office in my parents' home. My dad since passed uh, about four years ago, but my wife and I and our three kids are on a year-long journey around the world. And we don't have a house right now. We're homeschooling and we're on this journey. So we just got back from our first leg of the journey in, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I'm back in my parents' home. And so, you know, the beginning of the journey of me being where I am today is this vibration of growing up in, really, I feel blessed and grateful. My mom and dad were amazing, amazing people, but didn't know anything about the essence of shamanism, energetic medicine, spirituality, was raised in a Jewish household and was bar mitzvahed. It was just more out of tradition rather than really understanding anything. But I really struggled with my health as a kid. I really struggled with uh, many different aspects of allergies, asthma, um, chronic infections in my ear and sinuses, and many trips to the hospital, weekly allergy shots in each arm. And, and the impetus of the desire for change was, man, if I could in any way impact another child's journey to be different than mine, then that would be phenomenal. That was a catalyst as far as being open to medicine as that was the platform and that's really all I knew. And my freshman year in college studying at Kansas University in Lawrence, I'm doing pre-med studies and my brother was in a car accident and he went the medical route because that's what we did. Pain killers, anti-inflammatories, muscle relaxers, didn't work. Saw a chiropractor through a recommendation, shifted him. And so he called me up, he said, hey D, check out chiropractic. I really think that something's going to vibe with you in this realm. And I'm like, what is a chiropractor? And that, I mean, that's pretty wild. You know, I've now been a chiropractor for 26 years, but at 19, I didn't know what one was. And long story short, I found one. I'm a go-getter. I opened up the yellow pages because that's what we had back then. <laughs> totally. And I called everyone saying, I want to figure out what chiropractic's about. Can you use any help in your office? And I finally got one guy after like 20 calls, he was moving offices and he said, if you help me lift boxes and do this, I'll tell you all about chiropractic. Rode my motorcycle over there and helped him move. At the end of the day, he gave me my first adjustment 
and something was activated in my heart. And I started to learn about the philosophy of the nervous system, innate intelligence. When this energy flows, the body is designed to heal. It just made sense to me. It opened a door and that door never stopped opening. It continues to open to this day. So I continued on my pre-med, but I just went and did all the prerequisites to get into a chiropractic school, which was the most scientifically based chiropractic school here in Chicago, National College of Chiropractic. And from there, I discovered acupuncture and studied with a, an MDDC acupuncturist from China. And that opened me up to a whole different world of chi and life force and put a needle in a part of the body and, and that energy starts to flow and blood starts to flow. And I started to see the dovetail of that. I developed a hernia in my groin and thought I'd need surgery and met a guy who studied in Sri Lanka. He did this acupuncture treatment with me and the hernia healed. And he invited me to this training from the guy from Sri Lanka. His name is Lord Pandit Professor Sir Dr. Anton Jayasuriya. I met him and was totally floored. Went and studied at the Kalabuila Hospital in Colombo two years in a row, working with three to 500 people every single day with all kinds of different modalities from acupuncture, homeopathy. They had a pyramid in the hospital outside where we would use the geometric design of the pyramid and then do treatments within it. Wow. I started to be aware of all these unique modalities that are used and have been used for thousands and thousands of years effectively to create positive change, healing, natural change, effective, reproducible change. But I had this mm, inside of me going, why do I have to keep on adjusting C1? Why when I do this pattern of acupuncture, it just doesn't hold? Why does this remedy in homeopathy, this nutritional deficiency, this antibiotic, this whatever it might be, why do we keep on having to do the same thing? And that led me to the nature of emotions and then the nature of our mind. And the catalyst really was knowing there was this thing that I called a big idea. Me and my buddy, Dr. Tom Bain, brilliant holistic um, functional medicine doctor, he, we would get together and we would banter back and forth and just talk about this concept of a big idea, knowing that somehow if we dialogued, it may emerge. The emergence was one of really a unique moment in the sense that Tom and his wife, Ingrid, my girlfriend at the time, who is my wife now, we were all together. And Ingrid says, so where's the big idea, guys? You guys get together. You have all these great meals. You know, you're talking. Only thing I got is a, a big credit card bill. I don't have any big idea. She goes, do you want to know the truth of why you haven't come up with this big idea? I'm like, what do you know about me? Like, who are you? Like, I'm feeling my heart, like, start to race. Like, you caught me. Like, I don't even know what you're going to say, but I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, I want to know the truth. She goes, you haven't come up with this big idea because you're just too afraid of how powerful it will be. And I just literally, full body resonate, was at a loss for words, which doesn't happen often. So I'm like, all right, we're out of here. So we left. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm too uncomfortable I'm, right now. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable enough. You touch something very vulnerable inside of me, and I don't want to be around you right now. I don't now. want to go there. Just don't want to go there. I'm pacing in my home, and I'm hearing Ingrid's voice in my mind. You're just too afraid. You're just too afraid. And I had a moment. It was a spiritual moment 
where I truly felt my crown open and I went to a space between a dimension of reality where I saw everything that I had studied with everyone that I'd studied with around the world in images and pictures and words in a design that was multidimensional. And I yelled to Sarita, I said, babe, get me a pen and paper. Cause I knew if I didn't write it down, I'm going to lose it. I took about 30 to 40 minutes and I wrote out this flow chart. We're going to link that flow chart. <laughs> yeah. And it's important to know this flow chart from the inside out, make it your own. Uh, this flow chart is a roadmap of the mind and of the subconscious mind. It's a blueprint that enables us to communicate with this intelligence, this field of energy that's orchestrating our body, that's influencing our perception and how our cells communicate. And so since then, and that was June 17th, 2002 at 8.30 at night. I love that you remember the time and the day. Not only do I remember the time, but, you know, so we just uh, moved out of our house and I had lost the flow chart. I have not been able to find it for years. So the 17 years ago and hadn't been able to find it. And Sari goes to me literally like three weeks ago. She goes, look what I found. And I literally, I started crying. I'm like, holy freaking shit, you found it. She found the original. I was so excited. It was amazing. Because since then, I've taught this around the world, taught this to so many people. I've had such impacts with people that, you know, for me. I am. That's the story of this unique thing that ultimately, as a little boy, I thought, wouldn't it be neat to have an original idea? And then I had an original idea. It's similar to all kinds of things, but it's an elegant uh, expression of an integration of all these different systems, 16 plus systems all into one. Yeah, and you are a mosaic of all of these things that you've studied, and there's a reason why you've been attracted to all these things, because you were meant, you were totally meant to be here in this lifetime and deliver the lifeline technique. We'll dive into that a little bit more because I know that you have so much wisdom around that. But one thing I wanted to touch on, because I don't know if it's the same in the US, but I know in Canada, sometimes chiropractic gets a bad rep. And actually, I've been going to a chiropractor for years. And, and the one time I went to go see her, my trap was just like reaching my ear. Like it was so inflamed. She asked me something different than I'd ever been asked before by any doctor, etc. She said, well, what was happening? when that happened. Cause I said, I woke up and I had a huge kink in my neck and I'm like, Oh, well I was in a, a fight with my partner. And so it came down to these long line of questions and it was a past trigger of me fearing because we were in a fight that he would threaten to break up with me. She says to me, Fatina, I can keep working on this, but this is showing up because it's emotional and you might want to look into that. What I find so fascinating is the human body and how it has the ability, just like the earth, to restore and, and heal itself. And yes, Greg Braden had mentioned in the Heal documentary on Netflix, and he was referencing something that you often say, which was every illness, every disease is a portal into your body. And, you know, many of us, we want that quick, simple solution from the outside to fix whatever is going on, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, you're suggesting that we need to go inwards, that we need to dive in to start that healing process. And what I'm curious to know is, do you get a lot of resistance from people? Yeah, and it's different. I mean, different people are on 
their path. Some have been on this path for a long time and some freshly pop through and they're capable of perceiving the portal and others are not. It's an amazing thing. It's obviously evolving if Heal is on Netflix. So millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people have heard this, seen this, watched this, and uh, are moved by this. Every person that I meet, for the first time, I always say, we have a very simple philosophy that you and I are going to be working together with. And that is what you're going through right now, whether it be cancer or a canker sore, anxiety or addiction, whatever it might be, subtle to extreme, that rather than being your problem that you and I are going to fix, that you and I are going to figure out, we're going to fight it. No, we look at all of these things as a feedback, a portal, a doorway to the next greatest version of yourself. That's so easy to say, but the learning curve there is ginormous. And even when someone like me, I'm raising my hand first because I'm living it, doesn't make it easier, doesn't mean that life isn't painful. I mean, in a marriage, as a dad, as a son, as a human being on the planet, there's so much fear, there's so much stress, but that's not the problem. That's the portal. So it's such a learning curve. So when people come in, is there resistance? Absolutely. I love skepticism. People can tell when you're coming from an authentic place and they can feel a vibration that the heart is emitting. And so I find even when people are skeptical or closed off or just naive to the experience of the portal, step by step, give the big picture, support along the way, and go from there. I find that people that do come to me, because it's not like I'm advertising, it's all word of mouth, they're ready, they desire change. And this is rather than a silver bullet, the lifeline rather than a silver bullet, everything plays a role. The role that the lifeline plays is with the subconscious mind. Why is that significant? Well, because the subconscious mind makes up 90 to 98% of our reality. It's orchestrating the trillions of cells in our body. It stores every belief that we've ever had and every belief that any being has ever had prior to us. Our ability to access the subconscious mind is the key. And the one thing I'd like to say is the portal isn't to the body. The portal's to the mind. Thank you for clarifying that. Everything comes from the mind. The body is a part of the mosaic. It's part of the puzzle. It's part of the mystery. It's an intelligent interconnection of elements and cells and organs and glands and systems and microorganisms that work together in very unique patterns, just like, as you were saying, in nature, the seasons and cycles and unique life forms that are all part of an ecosystem, the internal world and the external world, these are all reflections of the mind. So our ability to bridge that gap and go into the portal of pain, physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it might be, the way I like to look at it is unzip the fabric of consciousness, jump on in and rewrite the program other than these 
programs that have nothing to do with you or I, patterns of generations of family that came before us, of human beings that have been doing things because that's just what we've always been doing, not really questioning it, knowing that any level of resistance struggle to extreme internal wars and external wars are a reflection of a part of us that says, you now have the ability to grow, heal, evolve into the next greatest version of you. Oh, I love that. And I love that you said it's not about fixing. That's been a big topic of discussion for me, especially with my therapist, because I'm just for the first time in my life, just allowing things to be going through those uncomfortable emotions and allowing myself to feel them because so many of us have not been taught how to process emotions. So how, how do we process an emotion? Well, I mean, first, just to back up a little bit, a lot of these emotions don't feel good. You know, they hurt. They hurt. But just because they don't feel good and just because they hurt doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong. And we live in a culture that says it doesn't feel good, so it's bad or wrong. No, it just feels bad and wrong. But it's not bad and wrong. There's nothing bad or wrong about feeling sad, angry, rageful, low self-esteem, insecure, not enough, whatever it might be. There's nothing bad or wrong about feeling grateful, joyful, high self-esteem, loving myself first and fully so I can love you and be loved by you. All emotions are just part of a spectrum of one emotion. And the one emotion is love. The body is designed in a freeze, fright, fight or flight way. That survival mechanism, that's love. It protects us in the moment. Ow! Or that spidey sense that says, I'm not going to go there. I don't know why. I'm just not. That like, mm, that mama bear action, reaction, that's love. There's no bad or wrong. That's how we first got to begin. Therapy is amazing, but being aware is not enough to create change on a subconscious level. Yes. Amen to that. If it was enough, we'd have world peace already because human beings are very smart. Awareness is not enough. So we need to know I'm actually working subconsciously. How do I know? Well, the nervous system becomes this incredible feedback system. It enables us through a reflex that just like the blinking of an eye or the knee jerk reflex or salivation, every cell is designed by, you know, and communicates through reflexes. Through a muscle test, we can know I triggered the subconscious mind. I know because as much as I want to hold strong, I can't. There's something overriding me. That's the subconscious mind. And the design of the nervous system is how we process emotion, how we learn, how we heal, how we evolve, is we see, feel, and hear. We see, feel, and hear. We're visual, kinesthetic, auditory beings. Once we find what the subconscious portal is, once we find that reactive pattern that is being triggered, influencing our biology and behavior, we simply observe, well, what emotion does that, whatever it, that might be, wherever this brought me, what emotion does it bring up? It makes me feel really sad. I'm just observing the sadness and my muscle gives way and I go, infinite love and gratitude. <sighs> infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Now. I'm going to process like my nervous system processes. I'm going to see the sadness. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to hear it. So I'm going to go into the movie theater of my mind. I'm going to use tactics like neurolinguistic programming to bring this up to the surface. And now I'm observing the thoughts of sadness. 
the experiences, what happened that caused me to feel sad. And I'm seeing it, infinite love and gratitude. I'm observing it, infinite love and gratitude. Is there anything else to see? No. Now I'm gonna feel it because as soon as I see something, my body can't help but feel. Every feeling comes from a thought, not the other way around. Feelings do influence thoughts, but every feeling comes from a thought. Thought comes first, travels faster than the speed of light. So as I'm observing the thoughts of sadness, the relationships, the circumstances of sadness, and I'm feeling it, I feel like I want to cry. I feel very heavy in my chest, like there's an elephant in the center. It's at about a seven out of 10. I'm feeling it. I'm observing it. That means I'm influencing it. I'm participating in this quantum field in my body, infinite love and gratitude to the feeling of sadness. I go at it. I don't run from it. I don't deny it. I'm feeling the sadness because there are situations in my life that really do make me feel sad, infinite love and gratitude. And all of a sudden, as I'm doing this, I'm feeling like this pixie dust feeling inside my chest. I'm feeling a levity, infinite love and gratitude. Now I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear the voice of sadness. I'm going to hear what it's saying. Now it's interesting because I'm hearing a reactive voice. You know what it's saying to me? It's saying, you deserve it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the game of the subconscious mind. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. I deserve it. You have a love and gratitude. What emotion does that cause me to feel? Guilty. So now I'm in what's called a black hole. So I'm in a spiraling motion of my mind of emotions. And we all have this. Black holes are not in outer space. They're in inner space. And so I'm seeing the thoughts of guilty that stem from you deserve it. I'm seeing the images of guilty, infinite love and gratitude. I hate seeing guilty, but you know what? I want to heal. I got to feel. I got to go into it. So I'm observing the guilty thoughts. I'm observing the images. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Anything else to see? No. Feel guilty. Feel it. I'm going to give the guilty feeling the will to express itself and give me a message. And the message is this. Dare and trust. Dare and trust. So the message from this experience and to me, from my subconscious mind was dare and trust. That's how we process emotions. I'm glad I could actually do that as an experience. There's a process to it, and there's a way so that we truly know that this is actually a subconscious dialogue rather than me just thinking about something. I might be thinking about something, but I'm not triggering the subconscious. It's not just that that it's not triggering the subconscious. Everything triggers the subconscious. The subconscious that we're looking for is where the conscious and subconscious are not aligned in the present. And so that's where the muscle reflex testing and the process then enables us to have full confidence to know that we're actually dancing with this invisible partner. You know, this kind of brought up something for me because oftentimes, especially for people who have gone through trauma, they disassociate often forget about it to protect themselves. So it's interesting that we're talking about the subconscious mind because that trauma obviously still lives within their body and within their subconscious. And talk therapy can only get you so far. And here's something that's interesting. Here on the planet today, we all have some level of PTSD and some obviously way more. There's no escaping earth without PTSD these days. It just is what it is. So it's not that like some like dissociation causes us to forget the nature of the subconscious mind in its brilliance for protection and then evolution because that's how the subconscious mind works first it will protect us and then it acts as a broadcasting system to repeat the same thing like a good teacher will repeat the same thing again and again so that we can evolve as human beings individually and collectively 
when we do not have the conscious ability to choose love in the face of fear, that's just a simple way to put it, to take action in the face of reaction, then the subconscious mind, what it does is it goes like this. And it takes a snapshot picture of all the sensory stimuli. So all the sensory stimuli, the colors, the sounds, the smells, the taste, the feelings, they're all there, but it backs up one millisecond. And it's called T minus one. So we're literally programmed to forget that moment. So now all the sensory stimuli of that moment are conditioned and imprinted. But here I am 35 years later in the color orange gets triggered, the sound, the smell, whatever type of sensory experience that is the same or similar to that experience 35 years ago. And my body becomes that moment again. But I don't know what it is. I'm just hanging out and all of a sudden like, I'm like running a marathon and my heart's beating and I'm sweating and my stomach hurts and my immune system shut off and my hormones are going crazy and I'm seeing myself in a catastrophic way. And that is the spirit protection reflex that ultimately becomes what I call a gap. And the gap is not a separation, is the GAP, the gratitude action potential. It's our ability to put the potential of gratitude into action to say, thank you for this gift and strange wrapping paper. This feeling sucks. This relationship sucks. This moment sucks. I want it to go away. I wish it would go away. That's fear. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to take responsibility for where I am. I'm going to feel these feelings. And now I'm going to start with my subconscious mind. Once I get my subconscious mind on board, then it's actually cool to fix things. Oh my goodness, Darren. This was just so, so helpful. And thank you so much for being the perfect example and exposing us through your technique and process and being vulnerable uh, with us and showing us how that's done. Uh, Would you be willing to take us through a mini lifeline technique that we could maybe use and our audience can use? The lifeline can be done in a daily practice that once you learn this process, it's called the Ignite process. Love it. It could be done in 15 to 20 minutes. And that's a beautiful process and it teaches you how to process emotions. It's awesome. But a deep dive takes an hour and that's going through the multi-dimensional layers of the mind and the body. There's one aspect, it's the third step of the lifeline. It's called create the portal. And create the portal is once I've set intention, like I shared with you, my intention is I am enjoying my life, feeling grateful for every moment. That's my intention for today. Everything that I'm doing is about enjoying my life today. What does it mean to look through those eyes, to hear through these ears, to feel through this heart? Once I've set the intention, there's four different portals that I can then poke the dragon, not to evoke it and be an ass, but to poke the dragon to bring my passion to life, to raise the vibration of the reactive part of me so that I can live an active, intentional life and be present in my fullest and greatest self, whatever that might mean in any and every given moment, which is always evolving. So these portals are called the conscious mind portal, the conscious body portal, the core limiting belief portal, and the bomb portal, bring out my best, go from bringing out my beast to bring out my best. There's one portal that I did at Summit. It's the conscious mind portal, but the other name for it is, it's called the present past future declarative statement portal. And it uses words to heal. All of them use muscle testing, but this all can be done without muscle testing. And 
And just in doing this for myself, when I'm doing it for myself, you cannot help but be influenced. Like I always say to someone, you know, we're doing a session right now. It's not on you or for you. It's with you. So sometimes I'll be doing a session with myself. Sometimes I'll be doing a session with someone else or a couple. I love working with couples. Every week, actually on Tuesdays, I do group sessions with people all around the world where there's so many people and the vision is world peace through inner peace. And you'll think I'm just speaking to you because everyone is interconnected by the subconscious mind. I mean, that's a trip, but this is an application for it. So this is one application and it uses declarative statements. And I start in the present moment and I acknowledge, you know what, Darren, regardless of sadness, because I've been feeling sadness and I've been feeling like I deserve the guilt. I'm now choosing to feel gratitude for every moment. Infinite love and gratitude, infinite love and gratitude, regardless of pressure to succeed, anxiety, fear, overwhelm in life. I'm now choosing to feel grateful for every moment that locked out and I can see it, but there's words that are triggering me, open, free, ready. The word ready, take a moment just to acknowledge the word ready. Regardless of my history, I'm now ready to feel grateful for every moment, infinite love and gratitude, infinite love and gratitude, regardless of where I am, where I'm not, where I think I should be, I'm now ready to feel grateful. Every moment, that locked out, I got the conscious and subconscious aligned in the present, and I can see it, feel it, and hear it. No other activation. I got the present mind on board. Now I'm going to get the past mind on board. So this part of me that's speaking right now, as much as it looks like you're observing me in the present moment, there's a past part of me who's been programmed and has been driven by my subconscious mind. And this past part is now being given a heart. Feel the words. I am enjoying my life for the very first time right now. And I'm owning my power by loving the past part of me who's been programmed to forget that feeling grateful for every moment is my choice. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. I keep forgetting that feeling grateful for every moment is my choice. There's a part of me who's been programmed to protectively never choose feeling grateful for every moment. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. There's a part of me, there's a past part of me who's been programmed to never choose to feel grateful for every moment. To be the Darren who's enjoying life. Locked out in the clear. See, feel, hear, activated. So this is so cool. I got the present mind on board. And I got the past mind on board. What's left? Future. Welcome to the life of I am enjoying my life. Where it's my nature to enjoy my life. Where I'm just going to start to notice that my mind produces thoughts. And I see myself, I see others, and others see me enjoying life. That my heart beats with feelings of enjoying life. That I inspire in others the vibration of enjoying life. I am feeling grateful for every moment. Infinite love and gratitude infinite love and gratitude. I'm feeling grateful for every moment. I'm going to own it. I am grateful for every moment. I am enjoying life. This is my nature. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. 
I am grateful for every moment. I am enjoying life. This is my nature. Boom. I'm going to raise that vibration. This is called an assemblage point because we're a field of energy, infinite love and gratitude. And what we just did right there is we got the present, past, and future minds all aligned with the heart's desire and intention of enjoying life and feeling grateful for every moment. That was called the conscious mind portal. That created, as Eckhart Tolle calls, the now for the mind. Oh, Darren, that was awesome. So awesome. Darren, thank you so much for just being you. Thank you, I'm so grateful and I'm so honored, you know, just to be able to share my passion and hopefully it makes a positive difference in other people's life. And, you know, I mean, we, we all need to be supported. And um, if this tool can be a support for anyone, what a great thing, because the original design, as much as I'd like to say, I've done this for other human beings. And as a kid, yes, I don't, I didn't want other people to struggle like I did. I struggled. I needed a tool. I needed to know how to process my emotions. I was going into the darkness of the problem world and wasn't able to see the portal. So if my own personal journey could be a positive thing for anyone else, what a blessing. So thanks for giving me you know, this incredible opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, Darren, thank you so much again. If people want to check you out, where can they find you? Uh, you can go to my website, which is thelifelinecenter.com. So T-H-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-N-E. C-E-N-T-E-R, thelifelinecenter.com. Yeah, check it out. We give away free healing circles, so check that out because that's really cool. And if you want to learn it for yourself or experience it, be happy to show you. We got practitioners all over the place. Amazing. And are you on social media at all? So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, even on Twitter. Uh, I don't use that as much, really. Well, we'll be sure to connect all of your platforms in the show notes so everyone can connect with you. Thank you so much again, Darren. It's been such a pleasure. Pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so much. Infinite love and gratitude. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Remember, to stay inspired in between our episodes, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Your Soul Compass and at Wonderful Soul. For free meditations and mindfulness guides, you can head over to WonderfulSoul.com. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And please, 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 if this content delighted you, leave us a note telling us on iTunes. I read every one of these personally and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you, you beautiful soul, for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You are amazing and beautiful, just as you are. Thank you for being part of our journey, and thank you for letting us become part of yours.